0: Welcome to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian, where all we do is games. Welcome everybody to the Player 2 Podcast. We are back with Episode 5 of Season 2. This week we are going to be discussing the Game Awards. Uh, that is showing on December 9th, uh, a year- yearly event. Highly uh, <laughs> awards. Hi- yeah, highly uh, controversial at times. Or the Keely um, Awards are you know, calling them out. The the, sh- the Schlick robot or the Gillette robot ring any yeah. bells
1: to you at all? <laughs> oh you, no, I no? I just know I just know they're starting to call it the the Keely Show. The Keely Show because yeah because of Jeff Keely.
0: So a couple years back, they did an awards show, and it was it was uh, basically like a giant advertisement for like Gillette or Schlick <laughs> razor. They even had like a walking like razor blade robot, like just oh. all over the place during the whole show. And just, they got torched for it.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I can't imagine so why. <laughs> well, you pretty- you have a phone, don't you? You remember yeah. that, that announcement? The what? The, when Blizzard came out with, um, instead of announcing Diablo three, they announced Diablo yep. mobile that year. Well, you yeah. have a phone, don't you? <laughs> Oh
0: god! I just watched a, a video the other day of like the 10 worst, like, like video game events gone wrong or something like that. And that was on the list. And so was the oh, game yeah. awards one. And yeah. it, it was pretty bad. But uh, the plan for today is we've got 12 categories to go through. And I know there's like 30 categories for the game awards. We're, we're gonna not go gonna do them all. We
1: we, yeah. we we don't want you guys listening to this episode for two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, we're we're nowhere near the production quality of the game <laughs> awards. So uh but the 12 categories we picked are gonna consist of the categories that we did at the midterm awards um in the beginning of June. Yep. So we can compare who we nominated, if they're still nominated, and you know go from there. And then we picked a few other categories as well, ones that we're knowledgeable in or ones that we think have some kind of an impact um, in general. And on top of that, we are doing this show for charity this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're doing is each of these 12 categories, uh, we are assigning a $3 bet to, and we're going to, we're each going to pick our own winners. And on December 9th, when all the winners are announced for everyone that I got right, and for everyone that Ian got got right, we're going to add three bucks to the pot and we're going to be donating it to Able Gamers. Yep. Uh, if you're not familiar with Able Gamers, they're a charity organization that helps um, increase access to video games for people with disabilities. Uh, and I've done some charity work for them before, donated some money through my charity streams and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I definitely like to give back to them, uh, being that my father was disabled and he didn't quite have the access to you know, uh, alternative methods that are available today. So it does actually kind of, you know, ring, you know, solid with me because, you know, it's something I grew up with and something that I I really appreciate that they're out there doing. So without further ado, we're going to start with some of the categories. We're going to start today with best music. Yep. Uh, The categories in this are the nominations in this category are The Artful Escape, Cyberpunk, Deathloop, The Guardians of the Galaxy game, and Nier Replicant. Now, I'm, I'm going to start this by saying that all of the ones that we picked at midterm, <laughs> none of them made it. So uh, don't rely on us for picking the, the, mu- yeah, the it, music. Yeah, it
1: seems that we're... You're going to find out this isn't the first time we're far off via our <laughs> midterms. But a lot of you guys, I'm sure, are aware when you watch these game awards and stuff it's always the stuff that comes out at the back half of the year a lot of the stuff at the beginning of the year kind of gets forgotten but
0: yeah now i personally i'm not familiar with any of these games and their music unfortunately and i'm i'm a big like video game music guy but i really like the more retro nostalgic kind of sound uh which is why You know, at the midterms, we had Cyber Shadow, Ghosts and Goblins, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim, all that stuff, you know. And, um, uh, you know, I have heard of all of these games, but I don't know much about them. Uh, Do you you have any input on these Um, games?
1: I do know a bit about a few of them. We have talked several times about Cyberpunk on this show. um, And I have always (laughs) experienced. Yeah, it's always good. Um, I have experience with Cyberpunk. And I will say their music was really good. If there was something that, that was good about that game, it was the music. My probably only complaint about the music probably would have been like the battle music because it uh, it's kind of a, it's like a dubstep loop where if you <laughs> just were stayed in battle for too long, you just heard the same stuff over and over and over. Okay. Um, that's probably my only complaint. But the actual music direction for the game was really good. Um, Deathloop I haven't played. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I haven't heard uh, good about that game. Yeah, it, and I think it's on several of these categories, again, for yep. good reason. Uh, music is just one of them. Again, haven't heard the soundtrack, but I know uh, from many people that it's quite good. Uh, and then Guardian Guardians of the Galaxy, that's really high-budget game. They're going to have some really great music design for that, mm-hmm. and I've heard good things about that. that uh, oh, gosh, because I think it was Square Enix that made that game.
0: The Guardians of the Galaxy game?
1: Yeah. Ah, you put me on the spot here, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not doing a quick Google. Yeah,
0: definitely not doing a Google search or anything like that.
1: Yeah, crap, don't crap, mind yeah. keyboard noises. Square Enix. Okay, I was right.
0: Square Enix. Yep, yep we <laughs> totally knew that.
1: And they they had made the Avengers game, which was like last year. And this was kind of taking a lot from what they learned from that game and putting it into kind of the, like a more of a single-player format. And again, the music direction for that should be spectacular. Near, been around forever. Uh, this is supposed to have just as good a music as it always, it always does. The art folkscape is where I have no idea.
0: Um, I have not played the art for the escape, but I have seen the trailers and stuff for it. Okay. The game looks goofy as hell, but it's, um, <laughs> it's about this guy who just makes like this onstage persona of himself. And it's just like over the top, hmm. you know, like kind of weird stuff, but it's that, it's your typical indie music type sound. Uh,
1: some of that can be really great.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely can. Uh, so who do you think is going to be the winner? Cause it seems mm. like neither one of us really have an in-depth, yeah, um, you know, intimate knowledge of the music of these games. But who who do you think is going to be the one that comes out on top?
1: I think I'm going to have to probably put my stamp. Oh gosh, it's definitely a toss up between Cyberpunk and Deathloop. loop. Uh, mm-hmm. probably Cyberpunk, just because I have Cyber the experience. Punk. Yeah, because I have the experience of the game.
0: Okay, I am going to go with Deathloop. Okay, um, just because it seems like this game is getting a ton of praise and a ton of nominations, there must be something good there. Right. Um, I wish I could make a more educated guess on that one, but unfortunately, a lot of these games are just not ones that I've played. Right. Now, if you were talking like, you know, best music of games that I've played this year, I could come up with a nice list for that. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, I didn't make the list. Don't get <laughs> mad at me. That's okay, though. Uh, do you want to take the next one?
1: Yeah. So, next one, we got best art direction. So, for this one, we have The Artful Escape, ironic. Uh, yep. Deathloop is in here as well. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, and Psychonauts 2. Mm-hmm. And then just to give you kind of a refresher, we had in the midterms, we had nominated Resident Evil Village, which honestly I'm kind of surprised is not here.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Um, Monster Hunter Rise, which I'm not terribly surprised that that's not here. That definitely was a lot more beautiful games that came out throughout the year. Yep. Um, Cyber Shadow, which... Uh, Again, a little surprised. And then Little Nightmares 2. Uh, That's probably one I would have liked to see most on this list. Yeah, Little Nightmares 2,
0: I think, is the one I'm most surprised is not on the list. Yeah. But at the same time, all the games that are on this list are very bright and colorful. Right. Um, You know, Resident Evil Village, Cyber Shadow, Little Nightmares, they're all kind of dark. Yeah. But out of all of them, I'm actually mostly surprised about Little Nightmares 2 not being on the list. Yeah. Um, But with the list that's on here that is nominated, you know, the Artful Escape, like I said, I've seen the art style and it's kind of cool. It's kind of that, I don't even know how you, do it like you know like you know like when you were in school you used to make those people where you put like the pins on the elbows and they can like move their arms they can articulate their arms because you put little pins on the joints yeah, yeah. But, you know uh, the the characters seem kind of like that but with like more of like a filled in watercolor kind of look to it like a uh, it's really it's really strange it's it's nice looking but out of all of these God, i really think The most deserving of the games that I played or the games that I have any experience with is Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. It is a beautiful game. Um, It has its problems, but the beautiful art style is not one of them. Um, I know Ratchet & Clank, from what I've seen, is really cool looking. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of the selling point of Ratchet & Clank is the fact that you can warp through time without loading screens, so you get that cool transition and it's a really nice, cool world. I think if that game had loading screens in between, <laughs> you know, warping around, I think it would, uh, you know, definitely have prevented it from being on this list or even and as I much consideration. a consideration.
1: I think that's a good argument. I think a lot of the credit did go, because from, from my buddy who played it, uh, there was a he had nothing but good things to say about those transition screens. Like there was a lot yeah. of love and thought put into those.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go with Kenna bridge of spirits. What's what's your, what's your take?
1: I, I definitely have to agree with that. Uh, okay. Kenna, I didn't play it, but I, I didn't watch a lot of material about it. Um, and it is a beautiful game. It is. It is and a very, very beautiful two game. Too
0: goddamn cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a fantastic game. Game in the way that they they did take the art direction. Uh, Deathloop, I think, stands a chance, uh, but I don't think the art direction is its strongest point. Okay,
0: fair enough. All right, next category we have is Best Narrative. Uh, The ones that are up for the game awards are Psychonauts 2, Gardens of the Galaxy, Life is Strange, True Colors, It Takes Two, and Deathloop. Any experience with those that you
1: I, um, I know you said
0: you haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy or Death Loop, really, right?
1: No, uh, again, mostly just kind of reading up on those. Um, it Takes Two is on my list to play, but it's in the backlog at the moment. Yep. I know you've got a lot of experience with I it. I do. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that, because I, I I know it's the narrative in that game is supposed to be fantastic.
0: It's solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Best narrative, maybe not. Maybe not because I don't know much about the narrative of the other games. I know right. Life is Strange is literally it's just a narr- it's it's a it's, it's basically a book. It. You know, yeah, it's 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 a story. That's what the game is.
1: And I think so it typically if it didn't wins do, that if category. It didn't do that
0: then it wouldn't be doing its job right at all.
1: Yeah, I think it typically wins that category too, from my understanding. Okay, uh, I'd have to go look, but it just always seems like it's in that category, and again mm-hmm. for good reason, as you said, it's basically a book. Yeah,
0: yep. I think so. you know, I'd like to say it takes two because I played it, but I, I really I really think Life is Strange is going to win this one.
1: Yeah, and I think I'd have to agree with that one as well. Uh, I could see maybe Psychonauts 2 taking the category. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of experience with it, but I know Psychonauts, the original, was a very beloved game, and a lot of it had to do with the yep. narrative the direction the game kind of takes you through the ups, the downs. There's a lot of really great humor. Um, so it's, it's possible that the Psychonauts two really pulled that out as well. So yeah. I think that's a pretty good contender in there, but uh, yeah, <laughs> when you're playing a book, it, it's yeah, gotta be I mean, good.
0: It's, you have to have a good story. Right. And, and sadly, like none of the games that we picked at midterm are even on the list. You nope. Know, when, Again, swing the default miss. to uh village, returnal Immortals. Not even on the list, so yeah, we we struck out on that one.
1: Yeah, again, well, again, I think like, well, maybe because they're not a narrative story, but like Returnal and Resident Evil Village, even Bravely Default 2, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> Alright, so after that, we've got Best Indie, um... Kind of more down my, my yeah wheelhouse. I'm,
1: I'm going to let you take this one.
0: <laughs> well, sadly it's another category where none of the ones that we picked at midterm even made the list. And I'm very yeah. surprised because.
1: Uh, Again, we picked some good some, ones.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. Like, why is little nightmares two not on there or even the wild at heart? Like I thought right. the wild at heart for sure would be on there. Um mm-hmm. But the, the games that are on there are 12 minutes, death store, loop hero, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits again and Inscription. Now, uh, Inscription's the weird one to me because that game literally came out one month ago today. Yeah. And so it's so new. And it's very strange to see it on a on a on a list already. Like it just feels like right. it's too new to make any kind of list. But yeah, I do I'm... have experience with inscription Kenna in 12 minutes.
1: So I was gonna I think... say, I, I know you were we had talked before, you were talking about playing 12 minutes. How yep. was that? It was it was good. It was definitely
0: interesting. Like because what happens is, um, you know, you're living the same twelve minutes over and over, but your character remembers everything from the, every oh. time that you loop through. So you know, you use that new information to change the sequence of events, and you know, to develop into new endings and that kind of stuff. Sure. And um, you know, with with that too you know the voice cast was fantastic you know it had um daisy ridley it had willem defoe
1: i was gonna say well, yeah um, i thought willem defoe was in it there was, it was another crazy.
0: guy in there too um uh, i can't remember what his name was he, he was another big big actor but um you know the the voice cast and it's like a it's a top down you know and the game literally takes place in like three rooms there's a living room kitchen studio A bathroom and a bedroom that's the entirety of the game right and and it's very cool because my wife and i actually played through it and you know it it was a lot of fun playing it and um yeah if i'm gonna pick one from this list like I, i wish i wish i didn't have such a disappointment with kenna i really think it's a beautiful game but i just think that there's a lot of quality of life issues that i just i can't get back into playing it Sure. So my pick is going to be for twelve minutes.
1: Okay. Um, uh, again, this is your category, so I don't have a whole <laughs> lot of experience with them. Um, I'm the indie guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I get, I think I'm just going to take a stab in the dark, and I'm going to go with Kenna because I think uh, it, it kind of gives me like these Celeste vibes in the way that people look at the game, um, and how like they kind of see it with their their own lens because it's got like this colorful kind of ethereal thing going on to it okay um and i think a lot of people just seem to kind of compare those two so i think it's going to get a little bit of an edge up and kind of overlook some of those quality of life issues so i'm going to say kenna
0: okay all right uh you want to do the next one
1: so the next one we've got best ongoing game we've got apex legends Final Fantasy fourteen online, Genshin Impact, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone. And this actually isn't one that we touched on during the midterm. So no, just a blank a slate. One. No way we could have been wrong. <laughs> also, no way we could have been right. Right. Um I think we we both have a little bit of experience with some of these. Um I know we both have experience with Genshin Impact. Yeah, probably about and... like four or
0: five hundred hours in that game. <laughs> yeah. So
1: in real life and on the podcast, um, that is such a fantastic game, but Call of Duty's on this list. Yeah, but that and means Apex. Though no, I think Apex has got a legit chance too, though it does. Apex it has is. made a lot of strides this year yep. to kind of become a serious contender in this world of battle royals. Mm-hmm. However, I think Final Fantasy XIV is going to take it Sleep just history. because. I don't. I don't know if it's a sleeper pick. It could be. I don't be. think so. I just their marketing this year has been incredible. They're hitting mm-hmm. like all facets of all sorts of different media. I feel and the improvements from my understanding that they've made have been considerable. So there's a bunch of people that have joined playing. They did a bunch of free trial stuff, but I, I think it's got a really good chance.
0: Okay, I
1: know. Oh, I've already said it, but I've
0: got like four or five hundred hours of the Genshin Impact since it yep. came out. and um, But I, I really can't, in good faith, pick it to be the winner. Um, just because I don't think that there's enough content for it to compete with some of the other people in this category. Right? I, I feel like everything that Genshin does is they just kind of, they just throw crumbs here and there. You know, uh, oh, new story mode. It literally just, it's 30 minutes of content and then you're back to the same, just grinding the same stuff every day. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like Genshin to win it, but it's not, I don't think it's going to, I honestly think it's going to go to apex um, just because, like I said, the the strides they've made, my son plays it a lot. Um, so I, I hear all the time about all the cool <laughs> stuff they've done, all the new things they've done. And it's it like just, every week. Yeah. Yeah, they're I think they've had a couple different seasons this year, and they're always changing stuff up and adding new things. So I, I'm gonna go with Apex Legends in this yeah. category.
1: So. Yeah, and I think they're a good contender. And I think that's the unfortunate downside of like something like a Genshin Impact, is it definitely seems very mobile first, even though it is a platform ready mm-hmm. game. It yep. just it kind of gets that mobile feel where like every three weeks they kind of like trickle out a patch with a couple of fixes and a couple of content pieces and then you're just back to daily, 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 daily. Yep. And that's exactly it. You know, i like at one point I was playing it a
0: couple hours a day and now it's just like, I'll throw it on, get some of my dailies and then shut it off. And I'm like, I'm good for a day or two, you know, and there's just not enough content to keep me as engaged as i was when it first came out obviously because you have the entire game to play but even like you know after i was done that they i feel like the content releases earlier were much bigger than they are now and um yeah that's why i just can't i'd love Genshin to win it but i i really think it's apex yeah all right next category is another one that we did not go over last year actually the next four categories we didn't so these ones are all new for us um this one's best family game and i've got experience with four out of the five of these so i'm pretty familiar with these ones yep the nominees are it takes two mario party superstars new pokemon snap mario 3d world and battles fury and wario where get it together so, WarioWare is the only one that I've never played because I just I'm not interested in WarioWare games. Um, I don't think it's Mario Party Superstars. It's relatively new. I think it's still got that kind of honeymoon vibe, you know, honeymoon effect where it's brand new and nobody's really complaining about it. Although right. I have heard it's a huge upgrade over it's,
1: Super Mario Party. So I just um, uh, just to put a little tick on it, I picked it up. And started playing it with Paul and my wife the other day. Yeah. And it is really, really, really good. It is what everybody has wanted Mario Party to be now. Uh, It is just, it's Mario Party online capable. You know, I can have two people on one system and play with my friend across the country uh, and play just classic Mario Party. Right, right.
0: Uh, the other game is New Pokemon Snap. Um, that was fun for a little while. I think I got to like the second or third area, and I just kind of stopped playing. Yeah. Um, Mario Three D World and Bowser's Fury. Again, it's it's a re release of a game, and I think Bowser's Fury was not enough content. It just doesn't feel like this is much of a family game. Right. Because to me, family game is something that you're supposed to be able to play with friends. And this is more of a single player game. Right. Um, And why are Get it together. Like I said, I, I know nothing about, but I think I've played one of them maybe way back on like the Wii. And I was like, this is the dumbest crap I've ever played.
1: <laughs> I've uh, heard the new one so, is pretty good, but it's just, yeah, it's just a, a mess of mini games from my understanding. Yep. Um, so for
0: me, I guess it's between Mario part and it takes two. I, I, I think I just said that Mario party probably doesn't that it's too new. it's so look at the honeymoon effect. but I don't know if I would sit down with my six year old and play it takes two either. Um, yeah. And that's where so,
1: looking at the category title, if we were to take it literally, it's Mario party superstars is the only family, family game. game.
0: It really is. Um, God, I, I hate to give it to it, but I guess I'll have to go with Mario party just cause it's literally the only one that fits the category. Yeah. Correctly, uh, because everything else is either a two-player game or a single-player game. So right,
1: because Snap, um, I think, is a single-player game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's two players on it.
1: Which I mean, I player. get like it's a family because like you can sit down with your kids and play it, Take and they turns, can play and it. Kind of stuff. And, yeah, and uh, there's a there's some family aspects to these games, but in terms of involving the whole family at one time, the only game on this list is Superstars. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if the category was best family-friendly game, that might be a little bit different. It'd be different. I I feel like best family game encompasses something that you can sit down with your family and play together at the same time. And really, Mario Party is the only one who does that.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my vote's the same. Superstars, uh, Mario Party just makes sense for the category. And again, with it being so new, and again, my experience with it, I think it's a dope little game. Like, I was just talking to my buddy tonight, and I'm like, man... You know, once I get my TV hooked back up and stuff from my move, it's time to have everybody over and play some Mario Party because it's just classic <laughs> good time Mario Party.
0: Nice, yeah. I don't. I, a lot of the content creators that I watch have been playing that a lot. Yeah, and I just I've got no interest in watching people play it because right. I don't know. I think Super Mario Party put a bad taste in my mouth, and it just it doesn't hit anything for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more fun to play, for sure. It just brings back a lot of that classic feel of it um, without like being a, just a nostalgia lens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's actual just a genuinely good time. Nice. Um, so next up, we've got Best Sim Strategy. Uh, we've got Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I have experience with three of these ones. Um, okay. So I think I'll probably start with Evil Genius 2, because I think, I feel like a lot of people didn't really know what Evil Genius was before Evil Genius 2 came out. I've was, never even heard of it. Yeah. So Evil Genius is essentially a base building game, uh, much like you'd maybe have um, uh, kind of like a, like a Sims slash City type thing where you, you get like a, a chunk of a, it's, it's, you're an evil genius. So you're like a, think like a Dr. Evil. Uh, you're building your base in the side of a mountain. So you get like <laughs> this plot of land where you can destroy part of it and, and build out rooms. You get like a training room and a lounge for your henchmen. And you're essentially plotting to take over the world nice and it's a lot of fun it definitely fits into that sim strategy category really really well um it just it's unfortunate i don't think a lot of people know about it it's been out for i mean evil genius one came out i want to say like 15 years ago i was playing it as a kid in high school yeah (laughs) it's been around a long time um but yeah i just i don't think it stands a chance in this category because nobody knows it yeah um Age of Empires 4, that's a fairly recent release. Um, I think everybody that's played a RTS game knows what Age of Empires is. Yeah, it's definitely got the name recognition. Right. And I haven't had the chance to play it yet. I really, really want to, and I've heard it's really good. Um, but I, I don't know too much more than that. But I have experience with the old of Age, of, Age of Empires. And again, really, really strong uh, rooted strategy game, yep. Humankind. I don't know too much about Inscription. We were talking earlier mm-hmm. um, is kind of this card deck building game. I'm,
0: the best comparison I can think of is that it's more a more narrative driven Slay the Spire. Okay. Um, so, if you are familiar with Slay the Spire, it's you know it, it's a card deck building game. Um, you kind of do the same thing in this game here, but at the same time, you are also interacting with uh through a first person world um you know you're in this room playing on this board against some guy in the shadows and you know occasionally you can actually get up from the table walk around and like open up cupboards to find things to help you in the game and like that kind of thing interesting um interesting art style it's just a very dark you know candle lit room it's basically all you're in but um i've got maybe 45 minutes into that game. Okay. Not because I didn't <laughs> like it, more but me. because, you know, it was the demo. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I so I played it a little bit, and it's fun, but probably not something I could sit down and play for a long time. You know, I, I put a couple hours into Slay the Spire. That's pretty fun. Yeah. But um, I think at this point, for me, the deck-building games are just kind so of There's so many of them.
1: Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so many of them out there today. Slay the Spire was really kind of the first... Uh, kid on the block, I think, in terms of like a really, really solid version of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's just, it's always, it's going to kind of hold that candle. A lot of people are going to be living up to Slay the Spire, and it was just so good. Um, and then lastly, yeah, Microsoft, Mi- Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, I think this one's got the reach. I think it's got the name recognition, mm-hmm. you know, with it being free on Game Pass. A lot of people are playing it. There's a massive crowd of people that are just all about like doing real kind of simulation with it and then it's kind of got an arcadey feel to it for those people that don't necessarily want a deep-rooted simulator Mm -hmm. Uh, i've messed around with it i flew over my house i (laughs) flew over my buddy's house and then i sent him a snapchat of it and he thought i was outside of his house with a drone (laughs) nice (laughs) I mean the the maps and everything are really really detailed they did a lot of really good work you know having it generate these maps from uh, basically Google Maps but I think they're saying it's Bing Um, Bing yeah Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you know what Bing is for
0: it's to find Google
1: yeah exactly (laughs) it's what old people use to find Google Google. (laughs) Um, but it's I, I think it's got a really good chance to win this category Flight Sim's been around forever. I think most people know about it at this point in their life uh, that are into any level of gaming. It's, it's yeah, it, and it's a good one. I like it.
0: Is that your pick Is Microsoft? Uh,
1: yeah, I'd say Flight yeah.
0: Sim. I am going to go with Age of Empires. Okay. I think it's got name recognition. It's got history behind it. Um, I haven't heard anything... I mean, I haven't heard anything positive either, but I haven't heard anything negative about it. Like, you know, it's not like it's a broken game or anything. And, you know, I know that there is a very dedicated fan base to that particular series. So uh, that's going to be my pick is Age of Empires 4. Okay. Best Sim. Or Best Strategy, I guess. Yeah. All right. So next category is Best Action Game. Uh, I know you have...
1: Uh, yeah, some, a little bit of experience uh,
0: experience with some of these. Yeah, uh, there the category has Back for Blood, which I believe is like Left for Dead, the the sequel. Or yeah, something like that, can't, isn't it? can't
1: call it Left for Dead because of contract thing's Back for Blood.
0: <laughs> it's it's not Left for Dead. That's <laughs> it what it is. Uh, Chivalry Two, Deathloop, Far Cry Six, and Returnal. I'll I haven't played any of these.
1: Games. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it away. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Back for Blood, as we just mentioned, is basically Left For Dead in the New Age. Um, they did a really lot of a lot of really good work with this game. Um, they've actually made um the director, uh so they call it the director. Which is like the thing that lays out all those zombies and the maps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The director is actually like a menace in the game now. They get like these cards that kind of change up every run that you play and every level that you play in that run. Uh, Just a lot of really cool things that they did with it. And then it still just feels like a Left 4 Dead game. So it's a really, really good kind of reimagination of their old uh, series in the new age. Uh, Chivalry 2 is, for those that don't know, I, I feel like this is probably the least known one on this list chivalry is just like a um there's several games in this category mountain blade and a couple others but it's like a um shoot like a renaissance simulator okay <laughs> you basically are doing fights with like uh oh for honor is a good for honor is a good way to explain for this for honor okay yeah it's it's medieval knights and various things along those lines you know, fighting with maces and bastard swords and spears and pole arms. And, you know, you can swing vertically and horizontally and try and catch somebody in a a riposte or a parry. There's a lot of uh, nuanced kind of hand-on-hand fighting in that game. Okay, Um, So I know it's one of the best in that category. So it's not surprising that it's on this list. But again, probably the least known. Deathloop talked about it a bunch of times already today. Uh, yep. I think we all kind of roughly have seen a little bit about what it is, but it's just a dude who's stuck in a loop and he needs to get out uh, by basically killing all the people that are involved with getting him stuck in the loop. Uh, once he kills all the people in a single loop, then he can get out and okay. there's somebody who tries to stop him the whole time that he's doing it. Um, Far Cry 6, probably the biggest game on this list.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, really, uh, it didn't get great reviews, so it's probably not going to win this category, but I'm, I would say I'm fairly new to the Far Cry series. I joined in Far Cry five, so fairly new, I'd say considering Far
0: Cry five is some pretty big shoes to fill.
1: Yeah. Far Cry five definitely wasn't bad. I know a lot of people are comparing this one to three and how it's just a worse version of three. Um, (laughs) Again, I don't know. I don't have that to go off of. I had a lot of fun in Far Cry. I think one of its charms is kind of like a Bethesda feel where it's a little bit buggy, but it doesn't get in your way. It just makes some really funny moments. Um, I know I've got several of them recorded to my PlayStation. It's like me running (laughs) over a bear with a helicopter and, you know, uh, my buddy getting stuck in the stuck in the air in an ATV. Like there's all sorts of funny things that happen, but it didn't ever ruin our experience. And then Returnal, um, we didn't have a a, a, a previous version a mid, for this. We did, we didn't, yeah, we list. didn't do a midterm, but Returnal definitely would have been on there, I'm sure. Yeah, had we talked about it because we talked about this quite a bit. Again, I don't think either of us have played it still yet. But nope, um, another incredibly well praised game for a really really great story and a really 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 good set of action kind of adventure slash roguelike. But, so who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think I think it's going to be Returnal.
0: Returnal, okay.
1: I think so. Again, I haven't played it, but I know it did very, very well. And again, for it to kind of show up on this list, this is a first half of the year release. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't something that happens too often. You know, Back for Blood is probably the oldest i think besides this because it came out in like september but returnal was back in spring so yeah
0: returnal would have been either well before late april or early may yeah um when that came out i believe uh for for my pick you know it's really hard to not pick far cry six because of the name recognition right you know you, you get some of these games where they get they get this name recognition or this brand behind them. You know, it's kind of like Derek Jeter winning gold gloves. You know, it's like he wins them because he's just the default choice, not because he's the best. Right. Uh, Not saying that Derek Jeter was bad. Sorry, Derek Jeter. But, um, (laughs) you know, it it just feels like, yeah, he definitely was never like a gold glove caliber player, Um, but he was the default pick. And I feel like Far Cry is kind of that same, that same feel to it but i really think that death loop is going to take this category i think that um, it's probably to me the one that i've heard the most about yeah recently and i think that it you know and it's gotten positive reviews i haven't really heard a whole lot of bad about it, other than it's really frustratingly hard sometimes
1: yeah well yeah um, especially since when you play online you can get people that play as the opposing person and come and hunt you down. (laughs) Some of those people are going to be really good. Yep. All right. So the next
0: category, uh, we're back to a category that we actually did have some midterm picks. And again, we missed all of them. Oh, no, 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 we we got, (laughs) no, we got one. Well, we We got got one, one. we got one. That
1: one. You guys will understand, though. I think this was a gimme, really. Yeah, this
0: is is a softball for sure. (laughs)
1: Anytime, any year that this game comes out, it's it's on this list.
0: Um, So this is best RPG. And the games on the list this year are Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, which we had on our midterm pick, Mm -hmm. Scarlet Nexus, Shimagami Tensei, and Tales of Arise. So the games that we had on the midterm were Monster Hunter Returnal, again, bravely default to a near replicant i think a lot of these games came out after the midterms so yeah you know they definitely there was the opportunity that a lot of our picks were going to get bumped and they definitely did yeah um i don't have any experience with any of these games uh we do have the news of 2077 and how bad it was yeah i really don't think the cyberpunk should win any awards it's really
1: weird is it (laughs) is it on these lists it didn't come out this year is it on these lists because of pc
0: it might be Uh, yeah it's very possible
1: ah it's so weird because i thought it came out last year or maybe maybe it's because it came out oh gosh was it so much this year man i really tried to push that game out of my memory (laughs) Because <laughs> it's uh,
0: uh yeah it looks like it came out end of last year so it was just after the award show last year so it's still in that qualifying category uh um, for the game award i mean i love it so um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not not calendar year it's uh oh, right. it's the year based on yeah it's the, 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 the award gaming year. fiscal year yep <laughs> so it's yep. definitely on there but i definitely don't think it deserves anything after the Garbage pile that it dumped on its fans. I just don't think
1: it deserves a a best RPG even nomination. I mean, once it's totally fixed, perhaps, but with it still kind of being a little busted and its original release, we'll give the music to it, I think. But uh, I don't know. Thoughts on a winner? Uh, I think it's going to be Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, Again, I think any time that this game comes out in any given year, I mean, I've picked it for uh i think well yeah when we did our show before uh i picked monster hunter world for game of the year mm-hmm. and it won game of the year that year up against like call of duty and stuff so mm-hmm. and monster hunter rise is only building on top of what monster hunter world did it's just only on the switch but again it's on my list my backlog of games uh i think i think it definitely has a good chance uh, sure. i just know there's a couple other big the, the other three, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei, and Tales of Rise, are all really big sluggers in the RPG category.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to agree. I'll go with Monster Hunter Rise. I think if there's anybody that's going to compete with Monster Hunter Rise, I really think it's going to be the Shin Megami Tensei
1: yeah.
0: uh, series because that has got such a hardcore fan base to just the whole series in general. Um, and I I've heard good about it, but... I think Monster Hunter Rise is one of those, again, kind of a default pick uh, just because they put out quality product every year and they're consistent with their product. Um, So my, my pick is going to be Monster Hunter Rise.
1: Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. And I know like the Tales of series has a a huge following as well. Yeah. And I heard a rise was really, really good. I played, uh, shoot. I forgot the name of it, but, um, I played one of the Tales of games. I didn't really the like Tales it. of Vesperia. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I thought it was kind of a slow RPG. But I know this new one's a lot faster, so there's sure. there's a possibility for that too. But yeah, Monster Hunter is just always the big game. Yeah. Um, so next up, we've got best multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So we've got Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise. New World, and Valheim. We did uh, pretty good on this category. Yeah, we didn't do too bad on this. Um, <laughs> Three out of put, our four picks are still on the list. Yeah. I put Outriders on there just because I was playing it at the time, and we didn't really have too much else that was yep. too great out. Um, uh, although it did just get a pretty massive content update, so I might dip a toe back into it here at some point. But yeah, we did have It Takes Two, Knockout City, and Monster Hunter Rise yep. on here. It always messes me up when they call
0: it takes to a multiplayer because I I forget that you can play it online with a friend as like the second player. Mm -hmm. To me, that's not multiplayer. To me, multiplayer is something that you're you know, a large group of people, not just you and one friend online. Right, it's It's like
1: a three um, or more I think three or more should really be the kind of key thing for a multiplayer game.
0: Yeah, so for that reason, I'm not giving it to it takes two
1: <laughs> right because so. it's it's i guess you could say two people is multiplayer, but i think that's co-op that would be like a best co-op
0: yep. game. yeah or pvp well not i mean pvp is still like against a group of people too but right um other than that i don't know much about the other ones i know knockout city was uh was pretty fun i never had a chance to
1: play it but i feel like it faded kind of quickly
0: yeah. I know um, you know, Bobby from last week, I think still plays it. Yeah, he, oh say, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, he
1: said he was playing Knockout City. I know there's a lot of people that still play it, but it just felt like it it kind of had its fifteen minutes and then it faded fairly yeah. quickly. Um but, same with Valheim. It
0: seemed like that was a flash in the pan for like a month or two and then it was yeah. gone. I think it uh, ended
1: up on this list because it had a content update about two months ago that kind of brought it back yeah. into the limelight. Um, and I'm sure it was probably in line for a certain reason, yeah. You, have, uh, you got New World, which is Amazon. I've, he- I've heard that game
0: is just riddled <laughs> with like air like problems trying to get into games and lobbies that like you just it's almost impossible to connect. Yeah, they don't have enough to handle the player base,
1: which is weird. They operate one of the world's largest server farms. Yeah, and they can't. I I don't know. Yeah. I know so the gameplay list, of it's supposed to be pretty good, but.
0: On this list, my I, I'm I'm stuck between Monster Hunter Rise and Back for Blood. Um, is how does Back for Blood um, do its multiplayer?
1: Um, so it's usually like you can make a little lobby. Uh, you can have up to four people, and okay. um, you can invite them into your game, and then you guys start. Uh, there's actually a hub city now. In Back for Blood, so you can kind of run around in the hub city with your buddies uh, and get ready for the match. Like change up, they have like card decks and stuff to give you different bonuses throughout the matches. So you just build stuff in this this hub with your you know one to three other friends, and then you go and you start a campaign mission and you run through it uh, with those four friends. Where I would say Monster Hunter Rise is very similar, kind of a hub based thing. You run around with one to three other friends. Um, and then you go off and you do a, a hunt together. Oh, it's a tough one then.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take what I feel is the underdog. I'm going to go back for blood okay. on this one. I, I, I just think that, uh, a lot of these were, were flashes in the pan or there were so many problems that, you know, they kind of upset the fan base or that I don't really consider it to be a multiplayer at all. In my right. opinion, um, so I, am going to go with back for blood on this category.
1: Yeah. And I think it's got a pretty good chance of winning it. I think it's going to be monster hunter because again, it's, it's just kind of one of those games. When you think about like a multiplayer experience, the actual experience of playing the game with those other people and your friends, uh, cause that's what I think of best multiplayer. What do I enjoy the most of playing with my friends mm-hmm. and monster hunter has that ability to just be super fun but you can also have you know if you want to sit down and sweat out a hunt or something you can do something a lot more challenging or you can kind of just cruise through it's just got so many different levels and so much to do you know everybody's got different weapons or armors that they want to build so there's all sorts of different hunts that need to take place you're always you're repeating a lot of the same stuff but it's never feeling tedious you're just having a really good time hanging out and playing the game and i think that's what to me makes a best multiplayer
0: okay fair enough uh so before we get to game of the year we've got one other category which
1: is this a new category i don't remember being a category i don't know i mean i think it's just an exciting category but yeah it's fun i don't know if it's can you really give an award for this but yeah yeah, i don't know we're gonna do it so (laughs) yeah
0: it's um the category is most anticipated game And I thought it was kind of weird, but I thought it'd be, it's also kind of fun as we can talk about some upcoming games rather than stuff that we haven't played. Then now this gives us an excuse as to why we haven't played them. Right.
1: uh, It's just five more games on a list that we're say we really want to play and may not have the time to. (laughs) I know for sure I'm going
0: to play one of them. (laughs) Oh, there's um, a couple on here. I'm definitely. (laughs) So the list has Elden Ring, Mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Breath of the Wild 2, and Starfield. So Elden Ring is a Skyrim game, isn't
1: it? Uh, Elden Ring is Dark Souls open world.
0: Oh, okay. I thought Elden Ring was a sky or like a Skyrim or Elder Scrolls game, but
1: no. Okay. That's a uh, um, from software doing another Dark Souls. Skyrim. Ah,
0: Okay. God of War Ragnarok. Um, I hate to say it, I've never played a God of War game. Uh, I bought the 2018 one because I got it for like 10 bucks and mm-hmm. I literally still haven't even played it yet. Um, they look cool. The I know they're very, very high quality. I just don't think that it has that, you know, screaming for another game type fan base. Um, you know, it's not like you don't hear a lot of people shouting, Oh, give us another God of War, but you do hear give us another Zelda, give us another right. Mario, give us another, you know, other games like that. I don't think that God of War has that, and I don't think horizon forbidden west has that either um just because in my opinion i think horizon zero dawn was just trash um i I put like 10 hours into it and i was just like i just i i can't play this anymore it's just i didn't like i hated aloy yeah she just bugs the hell out like this emotionless face all the time (laughs) and I, I think I partially
1: they it. were trying to use that new engine that they the facial capture and stuff that they tried and it, it kind it of just, put it into like an uncanny valley. Yeah, it was a little weird.
0: Yeah. Um Breath of the Wild 2 and Starfield are on the list. I know Starfield is one that people have been you know really excited for, but it seems like it keeps getting pushed off. And it's not even due out to like at the end of next year.
1: Yeah, and and so my it's my guess that probably won't even come out then, right? So it's weird that it would get on here because it's, I think, it's anticipated right now for 11 11 22. So basically, yeah. the tail end, it'll be like the last game released before the video game awards next year if yeah. it comes out in that date. So, out of this list,
0: my pick is Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. I think if they can take what they did with the first one and improve upon it, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think the biggest thing with breath of the wild too, is that the, the world felt break. pretty empty. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the weapons breaking too, was a bit of a pain in the ass, but <laughs> I could understand it because, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it breaks. Okay. But the world just felt so empty yeah, all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just traveling these long stretches of area. And there's just nothing to do, you know, whereas you get games like Genshin impact where, you can cover this long stretch of area, but there's always stuff you can do. Things you can gather, things you can kill, things you can just, you know, oh, hey, there's a side quest right here. Let's just do this real quick or let's go collect that. There's always something to find. And I felt Breath of the, Breath of the Wild was a little empty. And um, I'm hoping that they improve upon that and make the world a little more lively. Yeah. And it, with the second one. So that's going to be my pick is Breath of the Wild, too.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, man. Zelda games, just saying Zelda games is enough to, to bring basically everybody into the room.
0: I mean, uh, I, I, I kind of got a semi right there too. Yeah, so.
1: oh, good. <laughs> 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 yeah it, it definitely brings everybody into the room. It brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah, uh, yeah it stands a really, really good chance. Um, I think my pick's going to have to be God of War because okay. I think that I think we disagree just a little bit. I think God of War uh so first off my history real quick with God of War didn't play one through I think 3 the originals. Um I played one as a kid like on a demo disk from like Game Informer. Um <laughs> and I mean I had some fun with it but it was just a hack and slash. It didn't feel like anything special. Yeah. Uh I did pick up the 2018 God of War. Uh I think I got it Shortly after release, because a buddy of mine that never really was into that type of stuff was like, oh, man, you got to check this out. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yep. So I picked it up. I remember you getting it shortly after release. I remember you wouldn't shut up about it. So it, I mean, it is a. (laughs) Because you kept calling me boy for like months. Boy, boy, boy. boy. I still say boy. (laughs) Um, It's got staying power for sure. Mm -hmm. No, it's. uh, It was a beautiful game from top to bottom. That's about the best way i can summarize it and ragnarok is supposed to just build on top of that uh, the way that they've constructed the first one into leading into this one looks like it's going to be a really great story and i think if you took 2018 god of war and what ragnarok is supposed to be and you just made them something totally different you can call them god of war or whatever but x out the first three games uh those two because ragnarok is supposed to end the story Yep. We'll see if it actually does. They say that all the time about different stories, but usually Santa Monica studios is pretty good about it. Um, But if they do truly end the story, if you take God of War 2018 and Ragnarok and you put them into a game together, I think they are going to be hands down the best duo of games possible.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: So I would say God of War Ragnarok.
0: All right, cool. And the final
1: category of the night game of the year. We
0: had to save the years. best for last, right? Oh, yeah. So for the midterms, the games that we had in June that we thought would be on the list were Resident Evil Village, Brave with Default 2, Returnal, Monster Hunter Rise, and It Takes Two. And we, don't we want got two of them.
1: Two of them? We got it Takes oh, yeah, we, Two oh, and yeah, Resident
0: yeah. Evil Village. I know how to count. Um, so those two are on there. We've also got Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and & Clank Rift Apart. It's a tough one, because nothing really stands above the crowd to me. Right. Um, It's a good crowd. It's a good crowd. I really feel that of all of these games, the game of the year, I'm saying this very reluctantly, not because I think it's a bad game, but because... I think most of these games are on a pretty good level. Um I mean we can take it takes two off the list. I don't think that that's gonna make it. I don't think a Psychonauts 2 is gonna be on there. Um but between the other four, I really think Metroid Dread is gonna take it.
1: I've I, heard I've heard
0: things. nothing but good about this game. Like it is
1: a true Metroid game, even though it's not a whole numbered game, it yeah. is as true to Metroid as Metroid gets.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good about it. I really think the praise that it got is well deserved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that that one is going to win Game of the Year, even though I think the other ones, particularly Deathloop or Ratchet and Clank, are probably the two closest competitors for Game of the Year. But yeah. um, I, I think Metroid Dread is going to win it out. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough list. Um I want to vote for Resident Evil Village just because I think that game is fantastic. But they're definitely we were talking about this right before we started recording, you know, about the theme of this year's Game of the Ward, or Game uh, Game of the Year Awards seems to be more kind of favoring the brighter realm of gaming this year and Resident yeah. Evil is just very dark. It's a yeah. very heavy game. I wouldn't uh, call Metroid Dread a uh, a
0: bright, colorful game, but it's no. definitely not Resident Evil Dark. Right. So.
1: Yeah, it's just, a, it, I mean, it's Metroid, but there are still, like, there's colors in space and some fun in there. Uh, yeah. But it is, it, yeah, it's not the most upbeat game in the world. But Resident Evil is, again, very heavy. Ratchet & Clank, very happy-go-lucky. Psychonauts, from my understanding, is a pretty, like, treacherous story of tragedy, but okay. it's supposed to be a pretty fun Uplifting game, it takes two again, kind of a weird thing, but I just don't think it fits in this category, anyways. I'm but, surprised
0: it takes two was up for so many awards. Like, I thought it was a good game, yeah. but damn, I'm, I'm surprised it got so many nominations.
1: <laughs> um, Deathloop, I think just because it's got kind of that ability to draw in a lot of different people, it also had a heavy marketing strategy from uh, strategy from Sony. Um, I think Deathloop is going to take Game of the Year, even though I'll put my stamp on. I think Resident Evil should win it. Okay. But Deathloop, I think, is the one who will actually win it.
0: Very good. So that's going to be it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to you know our picks for the Game Awards. Um, again, tune in on December 9th for the Game Awards and find out who wins. Again, we are raising money. Or we're not raising money, but we are putting our money where our mouths are with this, uh, Mm -hmm. with these picks. So on Twitter, if you find me at RNG streams, uh, I will in the next week or two post the, the picks from Ian and I on what we have that way, you know, once the winners are out, you know, you guys will be able to see what we picked. And then uh, for each one that we got right, we're going to add it all up three bucks for everyone that we're correct on. And we're going to make that donation to able gamers, mm-hmm. uh, to help even just a little bit, help, uh, increase the access to video games for people with special needs or disabilities that, um, may not necessarily have access to them. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. So again, uh, Ian, thanks for, thanks for hanging out and chatting again this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any, any closing arguments, any surprises, um, any, uh,
1: things that you you're surprised are not on the list any of these lists uh i was honestly surprised that resident evil wasn't in more categories yeah um i think my biggest thing is just you know if you guys want to have some fun with it too play along take a look at our picks pick what you think is right and hey if you get some right donate along with us i think it'd be dope. Yep.
0: absolutely have a good day guys we'll see you again next week uh we are going to be having another guest on Next week is going to be Discordia Dystopia. She is the senior producer for Occupy Games. Uh, so we're going to be talking about a lot of her Mad Max style, a post-apocalyptic cosplay and lifestyle that she lives, as well as some games that she's been working on and some projects that she's been a part of. So t- tune in next week to check that out. And uh, we'll, we'll see you then. Take care, Bye. guys. Bye, guys.
1: Thank you for listening to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian. You can
0: find us on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at RNG Streams to keep up to date on new episodes, support the show, and submit ideas to discuss on future episodes. Music
1: by Aaron Lennon. Voiceover by Ian Scott. A special thanks to our guests and supporters that make this possible.